When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, here we go. I'm Marnie Venge, and this is Irioki, and I'm here tonight for episode 72 with my beautiful, lovely best friend, Whitney Willis. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whitney is here with me tonight, um, and she's been on the podcast numerous times. You guys know her. Um, and tonight, we're going to be talking about a place that the two of us used to frequent mm-hmm. in our mid-20s, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bar. Shocker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, yeah. And to be even more specific, the Sooner Corral. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping about the long absence in episodes and like what my plan is going forward. So, um, Whitney, when do you think the last time we recorded a podcast was, besides the one that we tried to record and it did not go the way we wanted it to? It's been a minute. Like a few months. Yeah. A few months, probably. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been several months. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but that's my best guesstimate. Um, and anyway, so basically at the beginning of 2021, I had some major depression and anxiety going on. Um, I had my meds changed and that was a disaster because it turns out that the specific med that I was on, um, if you up it, it can cause panic attacks, which it started to do, particularly as I was driving on the highway. That was like the main place it would happen, which like, I don't really know what the trigger for that was because I mean, I've been in a wreck that was kind of bad, but nothing like, I wasn't hurt really right. other than like nothing like, that should trigger. Right. Like not a traumatic on the highway. Wreck. Yeah. yeah. Like I had my, it was traumatic for my poor little RAV4 cause that thing like to- it got totaled, but, um, Rest but yeah, I don't know why. Rav4. Yeah. Rip, rip, rap for that. We had many adventures <laughs> we in did. that we car. Had lots of yes. <laughs> yeah. Many of them coming home from bars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, it made my panic attacks worse and I like just was not feeling good. Um, so me and my psychiatrist had to start over, not completely, but with that one that was added to alleviate some of the depression, I was just super low energy and couldn't be bothered to do much more than just try to keep myself going day to day. Like I felt like shit. So anyway, um, but yeah, things are much better. And the next time there's going to be a break, I'm going to announce it well in advance. I've also got a new scheduling system that is super cool and shiny. I love it so much. Whitney used it. Um, so that will keep me ahead on episodes And also, so if you have been a guest or want to be a guest or want to suggest a topic or someone or an organization that I should reach out to, join the Erie Oki Guests Facebook group. And the way that it works with the schedule is basically like we'll talk about stuff in the group and then there's a link to the scheduling app and you just go on there. You pick your date and time. And if nothing is working for you, like just tell me. 
and I'll make something happen. But anyway, the scheduling um, app is really awesome. It even sent me a reminder yesterday. Did it send you a text? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sent me, a, sent me okay. a reminder. That is so cool because that's what I was hoping it would do. And like, I knew it said that it would text you a reminder, mm-hmm. but like, I was like, I hope it does. Yeah, but it anyway, did. yeah. So, um, personal updates from the absence. Whitney, do you have any personal updates from our long absence? There, you know what? There's been a lot going on. There really has. Like to you did the regatta. Yeah, I did the regatta. Yeah, um, which that's which I don't really want to talk about. Yeah, we did kind of bad. Yeah. That, well, actually. for anybody who doesn't know, that's part of the dragon boating that Whitney does, and I think we talked about that last year or mm-hmm. the year before, mm-hmm. like one time when you were on. But yeah, um, yeah. So you guys uh, remember the last time Whitney was on? She was telling everyone that I need a boyfriend, and I was like, Whitney, no, like. <laughs> That is, I was, I knew immediately when you said that, I was like, I am going to not enjoy the fallout from this. <laughs> like, I am not going to enjoy it. It's not going to be a good She's time. She's like, I'm not checking any of my DMs. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm opening nothing. <laughs> and if it's a picture, I'm definitely, definitely just blocking it, yes. you. Yes. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, like, what's kind of crazy about that is I actually did meet someone. Mm-hmm. So that is, that was really crazy because you said that on that last episode and I did meet someone, um, yeah, and he's great, and I'm not going to say too much about him, because not every person wants to live their life on the internet, like me, and you, and Marissa, yes. and Katie, and Johnetta. Yes, So, exactly. like, you know, but anyway, he's and great. I also met someone as well. You did. Because I he's talk, great. And he's great. He's yep. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. It's probably, like, the first time in a long time that we've both been in a relationship at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause I was single for a really long time. Yep. Like, like a really, really long time, like an embarrassing amount of time, <laughs> but yeah. So, and professional updates from the absence. Um, firstly, I'm almost finished with a new standalone horror novel. One word werewolves. Ooh. So I'm excited. Um, I'm also editing a prequel novella for my standalone historical thriller coming out in October which has to do with man eating tigers. Yes. So, I can't wait one for of that my one. favorite subjects in all the world one. is man eating animals. Like, I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you haven't joined my mailing list yet, just go over to marnievenge.net. A pop up will show up after a few seconds and you can join so you don't miss any releases. And you'll also get one of my novels for free when you do sign up. Um, and I'm also in pr- the process of finishing uh, The Holloway Hoax, which is book two in the Blair Graves series. So that's exciting. I've been getting some messages about that book and, like, people enjoying it and stuff. Awesome. And when's the second one coming? So, yeah. But anyway, so housekeeping is done. We are ready to begin on the Sooner Corral. Yes. Yeah. So our sources on this one. Um, so the meat of what I'm going to be talking about with Whitney tonight is drawn directly from Jeff Provine's book that he wrote with Tanya McCoy called Haunted Oklahoma City. Um, and you guys have probably seen it if you've been to like any local bookstores, like Jeff has his books pretty much everywhere. It's really cool. Like every time I see them somewhere, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know him. Like I know Jeff. Yeah. Um, and he's a longtime friend of the show. He was actually on the ninth episode, I think for the first time. And I was so nervous because he was one of the first people who was like officially in the paranormal community in Oklahoma who reached out to me mm-hmm. and I knew who he was already. Like yeah. I had read yeah. some of his yeah, books. Yeah, you recognize and his yeah. name and like and you know. And I was, I was basically like starstruck. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So if you, and I was awkward as hell on that episode 
and I think you can probably hear me sweating. Like I was just so nervous. So if you want to like go back and laugh at how embarrassed, how, how nervous I was and anxious I was, go back to that episode and have yourself a ball. So anyway, um, and also Jeff has a new book coming out soon, plus a couple of episodes scheduled with me for Irioki. So stay tuned for more on that um, book and all of that at the conclusion. So anyway, uh, location of the Sooner Corral and the name change. Um, so if you grew up during your formative years or even early 20s in any part of Moore or like that Oklahoma City area, South Oklahoma City area, you probably already know where this place is. But for those who don't know, it's almost at the intersection of 104th and Sooner Road. So uh, something else to note is that the Sooner Corral technically is no more. It's now known as the Six Shooter Saloon. So if you're looking for it on Google Maps, Keep that in mind. Um, and you can still go there. It's just no longer the Sooner Corral. But for the purposes of this episode, we're just going to refer to it as the Sooner Corral since that was the name at the time of Jeff and Tanya's research. And it's the location we knew it as. So mm-hmm. we're just going to call it the mm-hmm. Sooner Corral. Um, so anyway, history of Sooner Road. So uh, something that Whitney and I used to do and still do as grown women mm-hmm. is drive around. Like, it's mm-hmm. one of our favorite things to do. It, it always has been. It is. Like, There's I, something, like, so calming about it, too. Yes. It's like, if, if either mm-hmm. one of us are really stressed out, it's like, let's go for a drive. We go for and, a drive. Yeah. Yep. We listen to music. Mm-hmm. We talk. Yep. Like, we just, mm-hmm. it's just the best. Like, it's one of the best things that we do together, I think. And it's so simple. Like, um, and back in the day, when we were between 18 and 21, there weren't a whole lot of things to do for kids in central Oklahoma. It's grown so much. Um like, anyone who was born probably post-2000 doesn't realize how much it's grown. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything to do in Oklahoma City prior to, like, the Harkins mm-hmm. being built, yeah. maybe. And back then, like, Bricktown was somewhere you just didn't go because mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, a uh, sketchy part mm-hmm. of town. Like, yep. it was, I you know, you, you didn't go there. Jonna just talked about that some on the podcast, and... um there was not a lot to do. Like at the time, your options were basically like Waffle House, IHOP, or Walmart. Yep. That was open 24 that hours. That's true. Or you could drive around, yes. which we did a lot of yep. that too. But we also did a lot of the IHOP and Waffle House and Walmart. Yes. Um, so, an aside about Waffle House, I have to tell this story uh, because. It is one of my favorite stories. Do you remember the New Year's Eve that we went to Waffle House? I already know what you're going to say. You already know what I'm going to say. Okay. Yes. So at the time, (laughs) I had a red Sunfire that, like, it was a Sunfire, and I know that everybody would probably be like, that's, like, not a good car or whatever, but I loved that Sunfire. It was my baby. It was a good car. It was a good car. It was a sexy car. It was. It was was so cute. It primed me for wanting a Challenger. Yes. Which I want now again, but... That's another story for another day. I've seen several yellow ones lately, and I'm like, it's a sign. It it's is. a sign. It's I'm going to have that. It I'm going to have sign. that. It's going to be mine. But anyway, so um, my red Sunfire uh, that my parents bought for me when I was 16. Yes, I'm very fortunate. And uh, I parked at Waffle House on 240. It was New Year's Eve. We were like 18, so we couldn't get yeah. in anywhere that was having a New Year's yeah. Eve party. And Whitney and I did not drink until we were almost of age, I yeah. think. Like, yeah. you were probably later to drinking yeah. than I was. Like, I didn't drink until I was about 20. Anyway, so we're completely sober. And we didn't smoke weed when we were younger. Nope. Like, we were pretty straight arrow yeah. kids. Like, other than, like, like looking into spooky stuff, I right. guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> Going to abandoned places. Exactly, yeah. And, and <laughs> hang, yeah, hanging out in parking garages. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like, walking downtown in the middle of the night, like all that stuff that we did. But anyway, so we're sitting at Waffle House. We go inside and like, you know how Waffle House, like you can see the parking lot and we're sitting where we can see my car, of course. And 
this guy like pulls in in a pickup and I think I was in the Taco Bell parking lot because I was mm-hmm. pointed towards Waffle House. Yes, because the parking lot was so crowded. Yes. You had to park there. And he pulled in and the only spot was like right in front of my car. <laughs> there was like a freaking, uh, what are those things called? Like the curb thing at the end of a parking mm-hmm. space. Like there's one of those there. Yeah. This dude pulls in so fast and so hard. His truck lands on top of my car. Like the front of his truck is on top Literally of my hood. On top like of on your top hood. of my hood. Yes. And so like we're all like, oh my God. So we gotta go out and like talk to this guy and stuff and I get his quote information. <laughs> and like I so I tell my dad and like anybody who listens to the podcast that ever knew my dad, which is basically like you, um, knows that my dad was like hard ass. Yes. He was a hard ass. Yes. Like and so anyway, I go home that night. At well after midnight, we still keep hanging out. We drive around a little bit. And uh, I tell my parents what happened the next morning. My mom, to this day, does not believe that we were not drunk. I had to tell her. You had to tell I her. I had to tell her. You have to I was tell like, her we were repeatedly. not drinking. Yes. yes. I was like, we were not drinking. Yeah. This guy literally ran like, over my ran car. Ran over her car <laughs> yes. in the parking lot. No, line. my dad never believed it. Yeah, he was no. like, he was like, no, that's not, that's, that's a lie. You're a liar. Like he never believed it. And I swear my mom will probably go to her grave still skeptical yeah. about yeah. our version of events yes. that night, but that's on her. That's on her. So Anyway, that's all my funny story about Waffle House. Um, And like I said, we hung out in empty parking garages when we were this age in the middle of the night. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't we do that? Yeah. That was so stupid. No. That was so stupid. I don't know. Like we, that's a good way to get snatched. So don't do that. It's a good way. It's a great way to end up with a podcast about you. I was just talking about this last night, actually. That I feel like I'm more scared of things now as an adult than I was as when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Because when we were younger, we didn't think about stuff like that. We were just out like being Mm -mm. stupid and had no idea we were being stupid. Well, when you're young, you think you're gonna live forever, right? Like. And now I'm at the age where I'm like, I think I had too much caffeine today exactly. or like maybe I should stop eating tomatoes after 7 p.m. Or yes, like, ex- how right. is my cholesterol? Like it, right. thinking about stuff like that. And like now I'm losing weight again and it's not about like, oh, I want to look cute. It's like I want to live past, you know, yeah. 50. Like I don't want to feel like shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I don't want to have bad knees. Like it, it's crazy how much that changes like as you get older. But yeah. So like we, yeah, we did some sketchy stuff. But, um, so anyway, back to driving around, we always drove up and down sooner. And I remember seeing that place like back, like when we would drive up and down there. Um, and according to Jeff and Tanya's book, sooner road runs almost the entire stretch of what was once the unassigned lands. And I had to look up exactly what that meant because I wasn't really sure. Um, and on that terminology, here's a quote from the Oklahoma historical society's website. The term unassigned lands was commonly used in the 1880s when people referred to the last parcel of land in the Indian Territory not assigned to one of the many Indian tribes that had been removed to the future state of Oklahoma. Another common, though equally unofficial, name used interchangeably was the Oklahoma Country. So, um, Sooner Road basically runs the entire length of that. And if you've ever driven on it, you know, it goes all the way to Edmond. It goes all the way down to like Highway 77 or something, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But anyway, so yeah. Um, History of the Sooner Corral. So these, I've got some fun facts for you guys about the Sooner Corral that I did not know until I read Jeff and Tony's book. Um, The Sooner Corral was built between the years of 1948 and 1952. 
Um, so my mom was like a baby during the birth of that place, uh, that Whitney and I would come to know very well in our mid twenties, but we'll get there. So some fun facts about the Sooner Corral. I don't know if you knew this, uh, famous country and Western singers have performed there. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And okay. So I have this fantasy that Conway Twitty was one of them. Okay. So the other day I randomly thought about this time that my grandma drove me by his house in Oklahoma city. And I started thinking about Conway Twitty and I started thinking about my grandma. So I put Conway Twitty on, on Spotify and first like darling, I'd love to lay you down comes on and then slow hand comes on and then tight fitting jeans comes on. I swear to God, there has never been a country and Western singer living or dead as horny as Conway Twitty. That is true. That's true. Girl, that true is true. AF. Like, yeah. Like I was just listening to all his songs and I was like, wow. Yes. Like, wow. It's like, like a wrecking ball on crack. Yes. Yeah. Conway Twitty, yeah. just put on some Conway yeah, Twitty. Just... Yeah, he'll never fail you. He'll never fail you with that slow hand. That, that's a good, yes. that was a good ass song. Um, but yeah, Like a Wrecking Ball is good too. But uh, so anyway, I have this fantasy that Conway Twitty is one of them maybe because I'm picturing like 70s when like mm-hmm. they might have been performing there because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure nobody performs there now. I don't even know if they have bands ever. I don't think they, I don't think they have live a, bands. A DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so three Hollywood movies have used the location for filming. Seven television, television shows have also used the location for filming. And at the time of the writing of Jeff and Tanya's book, there was an electric bull, pool tables, and a disco ball. In Haunted Oklahoma City, it says, it almost feels as if you've stepped onto the set of the 1981 movie Urban Cowboy. And that ain't wrong. That's exactly. That is true. That is exactly how it feels. That is. Yeah. That is exactly that that is exactly how it feels and did they have the mechanical bull when we would go there i think i think they did i think they did i i think we even saw some people like get on it and yeah stuff. yeah i i'm pretty sure yeah. that they did mm-hmm. reminds me of uh shit what was that place called on uh not graham's the other cowboys which used to be called something else mm-hmm. but they had the live bull riding yes. yeah which is something that Billy yeah. Bob says, but yeah. Um, and that, this is how Billy Bob's feels to me, but like a better version. Like oh yeah. Billy Bob's is really, oh, yeah. really nice. Like, and it's huge. If you've never seen it, look it up. It's super cool. It's the largest honky tonk in the world. Um, and when I was down there the last time, which was like August of 2019, uh, when my aunt went to drive on the Texas motor speedway, um, I got everybody to go to Billy Bob's because I, a trip to Fort Worth is not complete unless I get to go in Billy Bob's. Ever. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Whitney can confirm yes, can every confirm. time. Every, every time, time. We've, been, we've been to Fort Worth, we go to Billy Bob's. Um, but anyway, I tried to get this bartender to tell me some ghost stories because I was like, surely he knows some like spooky stuff. This has uh-huh. been around forever. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, he know he's gotta know something. He looked at me like I was unhinged. That is so crazy. It was crazy. I was like, like ghost stories are not crazy. Like number it's one, just... yeah, that, and number two, you're a bartender, and yeah. you're telling me this is the most unhinged exactly. thing that anyone has ever asked you. Seriously, yeah. So that I was very disappointed. Very disappointed that he did mm-hmm. not match my energy that, on yeah. that ghost story. I would be too. Yeah, I was pissed, and so I just didn't go back to his People bar are all so night. Trust when you ask him for ghost stories. They are. Like, they are. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, God, get over it. But yeah. So, um, and finally the owner at the time of the writing of this book was Richard Mansfield, who I am not sure still owns it as the six shooter saloon. If anyone knows, feel free to tell me. Um, and the final fun fact, I have been very, very drunk in that bar. 
Um, so prior to when Whitney and I were going out a lot, I partied with my cousins and a bunch of uh, people that we were friends with, some guys that were in a band. Like, we all partied together quite a bit. Um, and that was one of the places that we'd go because the beer was cheap. And it, I don't even remember if they had a cover charge. If they did, it was super mm-hmm. cheap. Like, it wasn't anything crazy like some of the clubs downtown. And in your early 20s and your mid-20s, you probably kind of need that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to go to the dollhouse and spend, like, $150 every time you want to go out, something like that. But um, that just made me sound like an alcoholic. Those weren't all for me when I spent $150 at the dollhouse. (laughs) That was my cousin's birthday. So, and I was buying drinks for everybody. But anyway. um, So, yeah. And then Whitney and I went there a lot, mostly for the two-stepping and the cheap beer Mm -hmm. again. Um, I guess you never outgrow cheap beer because I, I still not. love a good deal on beer. <laughs> like I still love it. And I like Marissa and I bonded over the fact that we both love Coors Light. Really? I love Coors Light. That's awesome. Like I, I think that like craft beers, like I just, I don't think, I don't like the way they taste like yeah. IPAs and stuff yeah. like that. Like I'm, maybe I'm a simpleton. I'm not like, really like a beer person in general. Like, yeah, know. yeah. I am a beer person for sure, but I like Kurz Light. I like Shiner Blonde. I like uh, Michelob Ultra. I like uh, all, all any variety of that stuff. Yeah. And any cheap beer, I'm there. But yeah. Um, so this is, this is kind of a side story. But uh, you remember Graham's? Yes. They shut down during the pandemic. Yes. Sad day. Sad day. It was a sad day for those of us who loved that (laughs) place. And um, if you never went there, you missed out. And I know there are people who will disagree with me strongly on that point because it was kind of sketch. Like it It was was. a little sketch. It was. I think almost all the country bars in Oklahoma City are kind of sketch. Agreed. A little sketch. Agreed. Yeah. So. like, Graham's was the kind of place that, like, you could get in a gang fight if you yes. tried hard enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Whitney and I went there Oh, a lot. yeah. Yeah, and then we'd go through McDonald's, get our chicken nuggets, and go home. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so that was that was a fun – I think it was more fun just to people watch there because I they had so that too. huge dance floor. And there were so many people that would just go to dance. Uh-huh. And they were, they were really good. Yes, they and, were. And, like, it's fun to watch when oh, people yeah. – and you could tell, like, people who'd been partners – for oh, a yeah, long forever. time. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah. So now we're going to get to what you guys really want to hear about, which is the ghosts of the Sooner Corral. Um, so one of my favorite ones in the book is about the former business partner of Richard Mansfield, the owner. Um, and the quote from the book is, one story involves his old business partner who had a little too much to drink one night and decided to sleep it off at the bar. He lined up a row of chairs, lit a fire in the fireplace and fell asleep. He later woke up to someone poking him between the eyes saying, how dare you sleep in my house? He sobered up quickly as he left the building. So that's, that's pretty like, that would scare the yeah. shit out of me. Yeah. Like if somebody woke me up. You know what's crazy is I didn't even know that Sooner Crawl was haunted. Like when no. we were going there. No, me either. At no, all. I had like, how no did we idea. not know that? Right. Because I feel like we have a pretty good grasp on where yeah. it's haunted I, in yeah. Oklahoma. Like, even before doing the podcast, like, I feel like we, like, we knew about Kitchen Lake, and we knew about, like, Crybaby Bridge. Right, and, even then we were going out and exploring, like, haunted places. Right, and, so, like, trying to find ghost stories right. about Oklahoma City. Yeah. And more, and Norman stuff, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know how we didn't know that. I don't know either. Because that seems like something we would have been so into oh, yeah. when we were going there. Probably would have gone there more, just oh, yeah. trying to, like, see a ghost, but yeah. Um, yeah, if I woke up and some kind of spirit is, like, poking me between the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's I'm, that's going to be a quick note right out of there for me. Um, another thing that was reported were ghostly dancers. I kind of like this I one. Love I love one. this one. So Richard himself is said to have experienced the ghostly dancers soon after becoming owner. Had people come, this is a quote from him, had people coming in who weren't there. Then I'd see them dancing. It's not like a solid. It's more what you'd call a spirit. So this is something um, that really interests me is like the way that people describe ghosts Mm -hmm. and how they see them. And so I think we'll get to a little bit more of that because there's another account that is slightly different and it wasn't like the spiritual apparition which is what I think you traditionally think mm-hmm. of when you someone says, I saw a ghost. Right. You know, like the apparition or whatever. But, um, so the staff actually had, they, they gave names to some of the spirits or apparitions. So this is the one that I'm going to get to my other point about what a spirit or apparition actually looks like. So, um, Grizz is the name of one of them, according to the book by Jeff and Tanya. So Grizz is believed to be the ghost of a bouncer who liked to keep people in line. He often watches over the bar area and can be aggressive toward people who may need an attitude adjustment. As one very unlucky employee found out, while in the restroom, the employee was confronted by a large man standing in the doorway and not moving as the employee tried to pass. The employee bumped into the man and then was surprised as he disappeared. Okay, so this is something that is fascinating to me. I think the idea that a ghost could just be like a corporeal or corporal person, like with Uh a body, like that's solid is so much more terrifying to me than a see-through apparition. Same. Yeah. Same. Cause like, imagine seeing this person that you literally physically bump into and they disappear. Right. That would be kind of like earth shattering. Oh yeah. Like that would be like your entire paradigm on life would like shift at that point. That, I mean, not that seeing an apparition the other way wouldn't do that, but that to me is terrifying. Like if a ghost just looked like, and you hear stories about that where people are like, Oh, I was at the train station and this guy sat down and then he got up and walked into thin air. Right. They swear they saw a person there. Exactly. Yeah. And they just disappear. Mm -hmm. Like, so I really think that could be possible Mm -hmm. with a ghost. Like, I hope that's what ghosts are. There's a story like that um, at the Overholster Mansion. Really? Yeah, it was the kid. There was like a group of kids there, mm-hmm. and they someone was asking about. There were I think there were like three kids or something, and then uh, someone was asking about four kids, and they're like, "No, these are the only. There's only three. Spooky. Yeah, and the that person was like, chills. "No, there were four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that yeah. gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of stuff to me is like yep. also like ghost children. Are just yes. kind of like oh, yeah. terrifying yes. anyway. Like yes, kids are always the creepiest. Yeah, and I think it's that we we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's the innocence of them. Yeah, like children are supposed to be this innocent yeah. being, and for them to be a any ghost. type of ghost like, or even evil. Yeah, you know, like an yeah. evil spirit. Yeah, pretending to be a child. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like every horror movie exactly. has always told yes. us. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like. <laughs> Cause, and also like when you see a child alone, your instinct is to help that child. Exactly. And like a ghost child is probably going to be alone or mm-hmm. demon child. Yeah. And you're going to want to help them. Exactly. Like, you're going to want to go up to them. And so like that, and also I, I don't know if this is true, but I think like I, I've heard that like ghosts are usually tied to like a heavily emotional event or mm-hmm. something. So like mm-hmm. it's sad to think about a child being tied to something that was traumatic enough that Mm -hmm. they are still here exactly or if it's just um what do they call it residual Uh um 
you know, it can be, that's a little less sad. I think the residual haunting thing makes a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me. Like the energy can be imprinted. Yes. Because energy yeah. can neither be created nor destroyed. Right. So it's like once, once mm-hmm. we're gone, like where mm-hmm. does it go? And also, like, if you think about it in a situation where you're very emotional, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of energy. It is. And so, like, what if that just made an impression on the space around you Mm -hmm. that just continued on after your Mm -hmm. death? Like, that kind of thing, which... But anyway, yeah, so I think it's super fascinating to think about ghosts that are not, like, transparent Mm -hmm. nor, like, that you can walk through, like, that Mm -hmm. they're solid people. Um, So there's another one, Yosemite Sam. Uh, Richard Mansfield called this ghost Taz. Um, so Taz has been seen wearing a wide brim hat and a trench coat. People report hearing the sound of clinking spurs on the floor as he is seen walking through the bar and storage area behind it. They say Taz likes the bar to be kept clean and organized. If things aren't kept in a certain way, he has been known to throw bottles, coasters, and boxes around in a fit of anger. The employees often leave a couple beers out on the bar. To help keep peace with the spirits, <laughs> which I think that's kind of charming. Like, but yeah, so Taz, Yosemite Sam, he's kind of, kind of like that, like an old cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Another haunting is the report of a woman crying throughout the building. Uh, still others seem to be more affectionate to the patrons, especially in the upstairs VIP room. Oh, you don't say. Um, a child spirit is also thought to haunt the old corral An employee's daughter often said she likes to play with the little girl in the building, little kid ghost, mm-hmm. although no one ever saw her. Uh-huh. Animals too seem to see something in the building and at times they appear to be playing with someone that no one else can see. That's. And see, that's what I really trust is the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. And I don't like it anytime my dogs are, like, staring in the corner. Same. Anytime my dogs are acting unusual or weird, I always start freaking out. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, what is it? Is what is it? it? Yeah. Like, something. Is it a ghost? Is, is it, an, it, like, somebody trying to break into the house? Yeah. Like, am like, I about to have a uh, medical event? Right, exactly. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, it's, I, I, anytime like, the dogs, dogs are know. off, yes. yes, dogs yes. know something's up. Mm-hmm. Like, they always they know. They absolutely do. Oh, my gosh. Like, Speaking of dogs, okay, do you watch uh, Bunny on TikTok? No. Oh, my God, you need to watch Bunny. Okay, so Bunny is this dog that, like, my TikTok feed is literally all dogs and baby animals. Is it? That's yeah. so cute. It's like, that. there's, like, nothing else on it. I like, want to get on baby animal TikTok. Oh, my God, you need to. I don't think it's I've amazing. made it to baby animal TikTok yet. I am, I am officially, like, in dog TikTok and if it's a rainbow bridge post, though, I, oh, I yeah, slide nope, away from that uh-uh, quick. No. Nope, mm, we ain't playing nope. that game. Because the other day I saw one that was like, this is what it will look like when your pet greets you in heaven. No. Mm-mm. Girl. No. I, I cried no. for like 20 no. minutes over a TikTok no. video that was 30 seconds long. Get that off my FYP. Exactly. Right Not now. interested. No. Not interested. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Exactly. Nope. No more of that. But anyway, um, so Bunny is this dog that they have trained to use a, like, basically what amounts to a board of buttons that she knows the meaning of each button. Mm-hmm. So it's like one is dad, one's mm-hmm. mom, one's walk, one's treat, one's mm-hmm. outside, one's bathroom, uh, sleep, like, mm-hmm. so she can communicate. So I'm watching Bunny the other day, and she, the, her owner was, like, filming her because she was having, like, a stressful dream, like she was whining mm-hmm. in a dream and trying to, like, move and stuff. And when she woke up, her mom said, uh... I can't remember how she phrased it. Everything that they phrased to her is super simple so that she can understand it by the words that are on her board. And there are like 40 words on her board. Girl, you got to watch her. Okay. So it's crazy. So anyway, she basically asked her, what did you dream about? 
And she said, animal stranger. What? So it was a strange animal, which would have stressed her out in a dream. Yeah. yeah. Like, how crazy is that? That is crazy. Yeah. So if y'all have not looked up up Bunny on TikTok, you need to go look up Bunny because she's amazing. Um, But yeah. So, yeah. Like, little kids, animals, when they see something, I'm Uh like, they know. That shit's for real. Like, that. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, something that was really interesting that is brought up in the book in this particular chapter is that the hauntings and paranormal activity can fluctuate with the weather season or time of year and who is in the building at the time. Um, but in the book, it says that anytime the Oklahoma Paranormal Association has gone to the Sooner Corral, they've experienced something, which they expressed was not always the case with every location that they go to or revisit or anything like that. But Sooner Corral was always active. Wow. Which is kind of impressive. Yeah, like, that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that part about seasonality kind of, because the way that I kind of look at it is if ghosts are real, mm-hmm. then it is a natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And that puts it in like the realm of science. Mm-hmm. And other things are affected by the seasons. Mm-hmm. Other things are affected by the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you can, your joints can ache if mm-hmm. you have problems with them whenever the barometric pressure, like, drops mm-hmm. or whatever and it is. And the energy and the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, maybe that can play into it. Mm-hmm. And I've never really thought about that. Yeah. But, like, on the other hand, I'm like, I want them to be supernatural. I want it to be this spiritual right. thing. Like. But also, I'm kind of one of those people that's like, why can't we have both? Like, right. Why can't it, like, why, to me, like, because science is magical. Yes. It is magical. It is. Like, and if you start looking into, like, any kind of, like, history of the human race or anything like that, it's absolutely mm-hmm. magical. Like, it, it just blows my mind. But, yeah, so I'm a big dork. Um, but anyway, so about the OPA, Oklahoma Paranormal Association, in one investigation, they heard a disembodied voice while in the upstairs portion of the building, uh, the, this particular voice called the investigator's name, and the voice was male. And it's important to note that that night, there was only one male in their group. Uh, so the female investigator called back, but no one answered downstairs. Um, and after returning downstairs, she asked the guy that was with her and all the other gals what it was he had needed, and he was confused. It wasn't him who had called out to her. What? That would freak me out. Oh, yeah. That would big freak time. me out. Big like, time. Big time. Yeah. So one time... Um, after my dad died, I was sleeping and I was about to wake up and I woke up to the sound of him calling my name. Wow. And like, I don't know if it was like a fragment of a dream mm-hmm. or like if it was just wishful thinking, but it felt, it was like clear felt as a super bell. Real. Yeah. Like it was, it was clear as a bell and it was his voice. And like, I also remember after he died, this is more of a grief thing, but like, I think anybody who's ever lost someone can relate to this. I always thought as I turned the corner in any part of the house that he'd just be there. Mm-hmm. Like he would be there yeah, waiting for me. And I, it took a long time to get over that. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was pretty, mm-hmm. that was a rough, rough time oh, in yeah. my life. But yeah. Um, so other experiences had by the Oklahoma Paranormal Association That particular room upstairs also has a private bath and a hidden area located behind a small bookcase that is set into the wall, which sounds like dope as hell. 
and I want to know what shady things went on there. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know. Seriously. I want to know. Seriously. Yes. So, um, <laughs> anyway, when pulled out, it acts as a door that hides a small secret room. What? Large enough for a few grown adults to sit back in. We have captured several different light abnormalities coming out of the hidden room and have witnessed noises and bangs during our investigations. So, this is... That's amazing. That is amazing. And also, okay, so I'm thinking secret room... Definitely used for, like, shady dealings, like, drugs, you know, sex work, whatever. And anyway, I'm thinking, imagine that you're the ghost that was someone who was just, like, hitting up their dealer. Uh-huh. And that's where you're stuck. Yeah. Like, if right? ghosts are, like, right? actually stuck in the physical <laughs> realm, you're just stuck, like, waiting right? for your weed or your yeah. whatever yeah. for the rest of eternity. Right? Like, you know? <laughs> like, in this, like, little room right? that's probably stinky and, like... <laughs> And you're with somebody else who's like, I never you know, thought about that. Yeah. Like imagine. Yeah. It's kind of like the scene in Beetlejuice when he's at the waiting room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah just like you're just waiting for all eternity. Which yeah. That seems like that would be hell. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is like maybe hell is maybe, a waiting yeah, room. Yeah, it's a waiting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, another quote about things that they have experienced is on the opposite side of the bar is a larger VIP room located just above the DJ section. During one of our last investigations, a few of us sat on some of the couches there. I had made the comment that there must have been a lot of pot smoked in this area due to the lingering smell in the woodwork and some of its older furnishings. Right after I mentioned it, our ghost radio responded pot. At the same time, one of our periscopes lit up. I asked the question, did you smoke a lot of pot? In response, two of our periscopes lit up. Um, So, I am very skeptical about ghost hunting specific equipment. I am too. I, it, it, it does not do it for me. Yeah. EVPs do it for me. Yeah. EVPs, yes. video footage. Yes. Um, photographs, photographs a little less so because I feel like it's easy to manipulate mm-hmm. them. Um, but like the video of, uh, Puckett's up in Oklahoma city where they had the spirit like running around mm-hmm. the junkyard. Yes. Like that to me was very compelling and, but EVP, I think, to me, is the most compelling. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something Definitely. that I feel like very hard to fake. Mm-hmm. Very hard. And I think it would be obvious it was, yes. if it was faked, I maybe. So I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, though, like, I get really skeptical about those because I'm like, the ghost radio, you know, how does it work? Yeah. You know, is my question. Like, when yeah. we were at the Overholster, you had one on your phone. Yes, I, I downloaded one of the apps. And right. it just, like, it just kept spitting out ominous stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think at one point it said die. And murder. You know, and murder. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, really? Which didn't happen there. No. Like, it, it's actually, like, a very, like, the haunting there is very positive. Yeah, it it's, feels like it, a, it's a very, the energy like, is good Yes, it's like, good, it doesn't feel, it's good. I would not be scared to spend the yeah, night there. Yeah, me neither. Like, it's I wouldn't either. Grisso Mansion. Yo, Grisso Mansion is a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> and I ain't spending the night yep, there. No, never not, not staying no there. how Mm-mm. unless no, thank you. i can scare up a few million dollars and buy it exactly <laughs> and then i might yes. yeah yeah <laughs> but you know they say like renovations bring out the ghosts and That's i don't true. think i want to meet doc grisso i don't think because so i think either. he was a crooked yeah. shady MF. no thank you but um yeah so so anyway like whitney ha- and whitney had a ghost radio and like the other investigators had ghost radios and they were saying different things yeah that didn't fit and it, I feel like there's a lot of like wishful thinking with that I there's think so kind too. of like this confirmation bias mm-hmm. like you're looking for that one word mm-hmm. that relates to what you're saying and so your mind is obviously trying to make mm-hmm. connections and 
you know, I know I sound super skeptical right now and I don't want any ghost hunters or anything to think that I am down on that method of ghost hunting. It just doesn't do it for me. And I really, really, really believe that skeptics want to believe more than anyone. I think so too. And another thing about like the apps and stuff, like if the ghost was actually saying mm-hmm. something, wouldn't all the apps say the exact same word? Right. So why are, why are they all saying something different? Right. So yeah, right. that's why I'm like, and like mm. spirit boxes, yeah. I, I can't with the spirit box because yeah. it's basically like radio stations scanning yeah. really fast. Yeah, and like I got in trouble when we were at the overholster because I wasn't like, I guess saying the right things, and I was just like, I'm trying to. You were actually... literally saying what you heard. Yeah, they said say what you hear. Yeah, and so you were saying what you heard, but yeah. it wasn't spooky enough. It wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Because one of the <laughs> things I heard was Boomer Kia. <laughs> Like, you know, like that's, I mean, yeah. I guess that could be spooky, yeah. but you know, so anyway, exactly. um, and one of the other experiences, this is one that I find very compelling is that that same investigator said things were starting to get boring. And when they said that a metal chair pushed back from a table all on its own. Oh, wow. That's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. So that reminds me, I think I talked about this on the episode with Stephanie and Kristen who are affiliated with TAPS, which mm-hmm. is Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. the TV show. Um, so there was this one episode of ghost hunters that I saw years and years and years ago. And the image is like burned in my mind. And it was at this lighthouse and they set up a chair in like the top room, which was supposed to have like the most activity Mm -hmm. or something. They set that up, maybe a flashlight or a night vision camera or something. And they were filming it all night. And there was no way for air to get in or out of the room. Like there wasn't a vent. There wasn't an open Mm -hmm. window, an open door. And that chair moved on its own on camera. And that is one of the most compelling things I've ever Mm -hmm. seen. Because I believe that like Jason Hawes and all of them are very ethical. Mm -hmm. Because Stephanie and Kristen are Mm -hmm. like stellar people. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that they would associate with anyone Mm -hmm. that wasn't being honest about what they found. And something I always liked about Ghost Hunters is when they didn't find anything... They didn't find yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wouldn't yep. come up with stuff right. just to find just something. Just for the show. Right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, like, several episodes where they'd be like, we really don't think anything's going on. Like, we think mm-hmm. it's the air conditioner needs yep. uh, something or, yep, or you know, floor's creaking or there's or, EMF yeah. coming because of this one electronic thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, like, so, yeah. And that's all we got for you guys tonight on the Sooner Corral now the Six Shooter Saloon. Rest in peace, you beautiful dive bar, Sooner Corral. <laughs> Rest in peace. So do you have, uh, thank you for being here tonight. Absolutely. And Anytime. And are about to have dinner we as are. soon as we get off of here. Um, so th- thank you for being here. And is there anything you'd like to plug for the listeners? Nope. Not Nothing right, right now. now? Okay. Um, also, I want to acknowledge, uh, I wanna, something I wanted to say was that when I announced the podcast was back and back to every Friday, I got so many affirming comments and messages and you guys have absolutely no idea how much all of that really and truly meant to me or to any creator of any kind of content. Mm-hmm. Like if you love an author or a podcaster or a YouTuber, write to them, mm-hmm. tell them mm-hmm. because there are days where I am like, I suck at this. Like I should quit. Like I, like I have that thought. Like That's crazy. Imposter syndrome is real. It like is. it is, it, it is, is a real thing and it will convince you like, cause a lot of the time I feel like, I don't really know what I'm doing and 
Like, logically, I know that I do know a little bit about mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but, like, that imposter syndrome is real. Yeah. Like, it is. It, I think everybody feels that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Because it's, it's this feeling. Mine has gotten a lot better in the last year or so, because, like, when I first started the podcast, I constantly had the feeling that, like, somebody was going to be, like, they were going to realize that I had tricked them. Because mm-hmm. it's that feeling that you yeah. tricked everyone right. into believing right. you are better or smarter right. or more than what you really are right you know like I know you deal with it too. oh yeah like oh yeah I Definitely. think everybody does so if you have a favorite content creator write to them send yes. them a dm tell them yes. how much you love Do their it. stuff because I guarantee you that every single content creator out there has days like that mm-hmm. where they're Absolutely. like everything I do is not working and it all sucks and you, you know, know they do exactly so um yeah anyway you guys don't know how much your support means to me um, so keep an eye out for Jeff's next podcast appearance, which will be, I think later this month or early August. And, um, his new book haunted Oklahoma will be coming this month. And I'm sure that I will be able to get him to share that in the group and stuff for you guys whenever it happens. And thank you to him and Tanya for all the great information in haunted Oklahoma city. Thank you so much for giving me another chunk of your time and go follow us on Facebook at Irioki. Instagram is at Irioki also and join the Facebook group, which is linked to the Facebook page. Also, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, shoot me an email at my new, more professional email, which is <laughs> Marnie at Irioki.com and grab you some Irioki merch on Irioki.com. I'll be updating that with some fall stuff. The tanks are fire. They are. I have one. I have I one too. It. It's I amazing. love it. Yeah. So grab some Irioki merch and I'll be updating that with some fall stuff. Like I'm trying to get some designs together for like a hoodie mm-hmm. or like yes, a jacket hoodie. or something like that. Hoodie. So anyway, you guys and ghouls and ghosties, stay spooky. Bye. <laughs>